Welcome to episode 67 of Crack the Customer Code. I'm Adam Tepork, and I'm here with my co-host, the always secure, Jeannie Walters. <laughs> Hello, Adam. Are you feeling secure today? I'm always secure when I'm recording with you. Uh, well, we're going to talk a little bit about security, <laughs> but first, let's secure our sponsor message. <laughs> well done. <laughs> Maybe you've been told to improve your customer survey numbers. Maybe you've been asked to be more customer-centric, whatever that means. We've been there, and it can be daunting to take the lead. If you're ready to really own your customer experience and see the results, it's time to join us at 360 Connects for our Emerging Customer Experience Leaders Program. For more information and to sign up, check out CustomerExperienceCourse.com. That's CustomerExperienceCourse.com. And if you'd like to reach our listeners by being a show sponsor, you can go to crackthecustomercode.com slash sponsor for full details. So Jeannie, I know we are going to talk about security today. We are, and that can take a lot of different uh, ways of thinking because when we talk about customer security in today's day and age, often we think about our personal information and we think about those Horrible stories of what happens when our favorite retailer gets hacked and all of our credit cards have to be replaced for the third time in six months. <laughs> uh, and we hear about how, you know, there are hackers all over the world who are just trying to get our information and sell it. We hear all about that information side of things. But I think security is a bigger term that we can dive into a little bit here because there are some interesting ways that... Uh, certain organizations are innovating around the experience to make sure that customers feel secure throughout the entire relationship with them and throughout every interaction. And it's not just about personal information, but that's certainly part of it. Well, yeah, I think that's overshadowed all the other areas of making customers feel secure during mm -hmm. their customer journey. And in fact, you know, that one topic, digital security has become almost a net negative. Yeah. Meaning the things you have, and I think we've talked about that in an earlier podcast a little bit, the things you have to do to create digital security almost always hamper the customer experience. And it's one of those things that if you don't do it, you're going to have a really upset customer when there's a problem. Right. But right. the things you have to do to do it, and not, not everybody's really caring about the customer experience or caring about liability, so we can get into that. But still, almost all of them restrict the experience in some way. Well, yeah. I mean, in an ideal world, you and I would interact because we know and trust each other and we wouldn't have to jump through hoops to do so. But now we live in a world where I have to send my credit card information through, you know, cyberspace and hope for the best. <laughs> and uh, if, if you're not explicitly explaining how you're securing my information, then I'm not going to take the risk and do that as a customer. And so I think a lot of places now are realizing that it's not just about creating as secure an environment as we can expect, which isn't perfect, but also about communicating that in a very upfront way to the customers. Because when we talk about digital experience, a lot of what we point out to our clients is that if you're not telling them, if you're not saying your information is secure and here's how we're doing it. Here's an icon that shows you we're, we're thinking about this. Here's something that lets you know that it's confirmed, that it's gone through. It can be very nerve-wracking to the customer on the other side of that. So it's really important to proactively communicate about security as well in the digital realm. 
Well, you know, if you look at Maslow's hierarchy of needs, remember that? Mm-hmm. Of okay. course. And it's, it's been challenged and disproven mm-hmm. a little bit, but sort of the underlying concept remains very sound, which is, you know, if the ground starts shaking and you think the roof's about to come down on your head, you're not going to mm-hmm. hear anything I'm saying to you right now. Right. Right. So right. if you don't feel secure in your environment, if you don't feel safe, if you don't feel that basic need is met, it's hard for you to enjoy the sort of other higher order type emotions of, you know, pleasure and joy mm-hmm. and experience. And those things get forgotten a lot. Right. Companies and organizations forget. They look at security through the standpoint of liability and safety mm-hmm. and the worst case scenario sort of planning. Uh, they often don't look at it from the standpoint of customer comfort and customer assurance. Well, I'm glad you brought that up because I think one of the things that made me think of this as a topic, well, there were two things. One is when I was in Medellin uh, recently, and then before that, when I was in London, when you're in a restaurant in anywhere except the U.S., as far as I can figure out, I'm using those two points <laughs> as <laughs> a global Not anecdotal reference. at all. <laughs> but... Uh, they, you never hand your credit card to walk away with the server. That only happens here, where they walk away with our credit card and then bring it back to us. In in these restaurants that I was in, in other places around the world, they bring the credit card reader to your table. It's a little portable thing. You never lose sight of your credit card. And that's very much by design to help with security, to decrease fraud, to all of those things that we need. And so it's really kind of baffling that the U.S. hasn't caught up on that because in in Europe, they've been doing that for quite a while. And the other thing that I noticed is that in many stores, you never hand it over either. They put the reader right up front. Now that's happening more and more in the U.S., but it's uh, even easier and faster and more convenient because they ju- you just it's almost like a card reader instead of like at a hotel instead of actually swiping and signing and all that. So it's really... Uh, it seems like they're more modern in these other places about that type of security. But the flip side of that is, you know, we talked about Virgin's flagship hotel a few months ago. And one of the things they really thought about in that experience is the experience of women business travelers. And one of the things that they say is that they created their hallways to be very brightly lit and wide to make it more secure for women business travelers. And that really struck me because I had an experience when I was all of like 23 and I was taking one of my first business trips by myself. I was so young that my CEO had to sign off at the rental car place because they wouldn't rent me a car. So, um, but they, uh, I, I went to Minnesota in the middle of a snowstorm. My flight was terribly delayed. My luggage was lost. It was really a bad trip. I ended up at the hotel in Minneapolis and the parking lot was on the back side, but you had to actually walk around to the front side of the hotel to get in. So I'm sitting here. I finally made it through this horrible snowstorm. It was really a harrowing drive. And this guy comes up and knocks on my car window. And I'm the only one I can see for miles. Like it's deserted in the city. And I sat in my car and I did not roll down my window And he said, I just need help, whatever. But I didn't know who this guy was. He came up out of nowhere. And I was looking at the hotel thinking, there's got to be somebody who can see me. But they couldn't see anything in this parking lot. So I had to sit in this cold car. And I just sat there and locked the doors and said, get away. 
He finally walked away, but I watched. He stood at the corner of the parking lot and just stared at my car. So I had to sit in this car. This was before cell phones or anything. So I'm sitting in the car waiting for this guy to walk away at like, it's probably midnight or something. And I was, I kept staring at the hotel being like, what is going on that this is, I've got to now make my way around the building, basically in the dark, in the snow. Finally watch the guy walk away, hustle into the hotel and say to the person in the lobby, there's a guy in the parking lot. He knocked on my car window. You might want to go send somebody out there. And they said, oh yeah, he does that a lot. So they knew about it. Whoa. And they didn't take it seriously. And it stuck with me for many reasons. But I think what that shows is they were not thinking about the experience that I was having. They were thinking about this guy as some sort of nuisance, but not realizing what an impact it was having on the experience of people coming to their hotel. So I think when we talk about security, it's really important to think, what can we do to help everybody feel secure every step of the way with our organization every interaction, because it can be very off-putting. We go through our lives when we are on the insides of organizations, and we get very familiar with processes and people and the way things work. We don't often think about what is it like for a customer who has never interacted with us before? What do we need to help them with? What do we need to communicate in order to make them feel secure throughout the entire process? And that starts with, you know, we say this about almost every topic, but that also starts with making sure your team feels secure. Mm -hmm. And I come from a retail background. So in retail, Mm -hmm. we have to worry about these things all the time. So, you know, we've got policies where, you know, technically we don't need a second person there for the last hour of the night, but we have a second person there anyways. Mm -hmm. They do the closing stuff, but there's always two people at closing because, you know, it's worth until 10. Right. In in one business. You know, the next thing is, everybody's allowed to take a break and go move their car if they had to park far away to where they feel secure. And most of them don't because the parking's pretty good, but they all have that ability and right. We give them that mm-hmm. so they can feel secure so they can feel safe. And that stuff's very important because it's very, one, it makes them feel secure and it also makes them remember how important it is. Mm-hmm. It makes mm-hmm. them conscious of, Hey, these situations don't just exist for us. They exist for our customers. Right. And we've had all kinds of them. We've had to call the police numerous times for people. I and mean, we've had all kinds of issues because it's retail. Right. And welcome to retail. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. And it's it's something that's very important, both on the customer side and the um, employee side. Well, and I like that you point out that they can take a break because that's probably something that, that you have uh, proactively communicated to them. And maybe somebody who is young and inexperienced, they might not feel confident enough to say, you know what, I parked really far away, can I move my car? But by saying that proactively to them, you're, you're giving them the right to say that and you're making them think about it when they are working those later hours. So I think it's, it's a really critical part of the experience both for employees and customers. And often it's overlooked or to your point, it's something that is viewed as what do we need to do legally? What do we need to do to, um, you know, have our liability concerns covered instead of really thinking of what are, what can we do to not only help our customers be secure, but help them feel secure as well. Exactly. And if you can consider both, cause you need to consider the, uh, the, the liability and the safety sort of from mm-hmm. that abstract standpoint, but consider both. Don't let the customer get lost in it and think about these things, empower your team to walk somebody to the car in a retail environment if necessary, mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. to, you know, to do whatever action will make them feel secure that's reasonable. 
or put some lights in your parking lot and <laughs> well that's not all yeah that's not that easy for some people who, you know, so you've got to look up. at your situation i mean that's great if right. you're target or walmart because you run the show right if you're a right. little yogurt shop you're not getting extra lights in the parking lot right. in, your, in your big strip center you have yeah. no control yep no that's true so that's you've got to you've got to look at what you can do internally but the key thing is as you pointed out remember the customer and how they feel mm-hmm. and i think that's a great place to start yep i agree and Good. on that note, it's also a great place to end. Wow. I feel secure. How about you? I feel wrapped in the warm blanket of security. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, we hope you enjoyed episode 67 of Crack the Customer Code. You can see the show notes for this and all of our episodes at crackthecustomercode.com. And don't forget, you can subscribe and send us feedback. We like that stuff. <laughs> and I'm Jeannie Walters. Sign up for customer experience webinars at cxwebinar.com and find my TEDx video at 360connects.com. And I'm Adam Support. You can connect with me and find out more about our customer service workshops and training at customersthatstick.com. Until next time, take care of yourself. And take care of your customers. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.